Our second reading comes from the first letter of John. We close out that letter today, or begin to close out that letter these weeks that we've been reading it. Turn to John chapter, 1 John chapter 5. Begin with the sixth verse. Right before our reading, John says this, asks this, he says, Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Then he says, this is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. There are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has testified to his Son. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. Those who do not believe in God made him a liar by not believing in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. The word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. Gracious God, we ask on this Pentecost Sunday that you show up by the power of your Holy Spirit. Come open our minds, crack into our hearts, enlighten us to the life we have been given in Christ our Lord. This we pray. Amen. So today marks the end of our series on life assurance, as we call it, life assurance. We've been, for a number of weeks, listening to First John, or the first letter of John as he, as he talks about this Easter life that we've been assured of in Jesus Christ. John has been trying to convince us of the very things that he has John's been adding a new assurance to our list. In chapter 1, he assured us of the light of God. Chapter 2, assured us of knowing God. Chapter 3, belonging to God. Chapter 4, being loved by God. In other words, for John, because of Jesus Christ, these assurances that he has been telling us about have now become a reality for us. That's what we need. God, I 
wow, hit it out of the park. So we get there, we get to chapter 5, and we start to read, and we get to this moment where he, where he does that. And what does he say? What does he close with? This is the one who came by water and blood. Not with water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit, here it comes, there it goes. The Spirit is the one that testified for the Spirit is the truth. Okay, we're getting someone somewhere. There are three that testify, the, the Spirit and the water and the blood. What? 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 What's he talking about? I don't what is water and blood? He's never used those words before, not in this letter. Spirit is used on occasion. We've got the sense that he's, he's building up this, this here and there. He's mentioned that the Spirit testifies in the Spirit. And you know he's just going to disclose with this, but he gets to this and says, water and blood, what in the world he doesn't use? What's he talking I don't understand. That doesn't answer all my questions. That adds more questions. I'm not more clear on things. Now I'm more confused. What do you trying to do? That's no way to close a letter. What are you talking about, John? What's happening here? I don't get it. Well, don't worry too much. We're not really supposed to get it. It's not that John intended us to be confused, but it is confusing. Scholars will be the first to tell you that these closing passages of John's letter are easily the most obscure in the whole of this book. It's, they're just hard to understand at first. So we have to do some, some digging, some background work to kind of see what John's talking about. Quite often, in fact, when you're reading a book of the Bible, like John, John's a perfect example because he's so clear says great things. God is life. God is love. Like, right. He did it. Man, that's good stuff. And then he gets to here and says, blood, water. What? Do you, what? When that happens, when you come upon some passages that all of a sudden out of the blue seem to be talking in foreign code, it's a sign of the disconnect between the language used by a different group at a different time and the language we use today. For example, if Robert Hall got up here from the search committee for the next and said, my name's Robert Hall, I'm chair of the APNC, and we've got a myth out there, and we're looking for some tips. Thank you very much. And since now, you've been like, I have no clue what that nice man just said. <laughs> That's why he had to explain everything. You know, myth, ministry information form, but to listen to that group, you know, they throw myth and pith and all these buzzwords around as if it's second nature. That's what's happening in this part of John. When you read about the one who comes by water and blood, the people at the time, John's people, would have understood what he meant without a lot of explanation. You have to go into background and all that stuff. They would get it, but it gets lost on us. So we've got to do some, some digging. And believe it or not, if you just think about it, you pause and kind of put those words in your head, you too can actually figure it out. Let's see if 
And you would be right if you think of baptism, if you think of this song. When John uses the phrase, the one who comes by water, he is talking about one, none other than the one who comes being baptized in the River Jordan. When God said those famous words, listen to him, in him I am well pleased. And that's how God talks, right? That's how I hear God. Good morning, get up, I'm God. Okay, I'm up. That's what John says when he says, the one who comes by water, he's talking about another baptism. He's talking about the life of Jesus Christ. And not just life, but resurrection life. New life. As one commentary points out, baptism in the early church, the practice of baptism, was meant to summarize the death and anticipate the resurrection of Jesus. Summarize the death and anticipate the resurrection of Jesus. In other words, new life. John says water. He's talking about new life. New life in Christ. That's the image he wants popping in our heads. Okay, that's one. Next is blood. Surprises you? 
not the greatest feeling in the world? What does John mean when he uses the word spirit? Well, I think a definition might help us here. Theologian John Calvin defines the Holy Spirit this way. He calls it the bond by which Christ unites us to himself. The bond by which Christ unites us to himself. The Spirit as a bond. The bond. When you think of it that way, particularly in terms of relationships, you think about something that's not just happening here between two people. It's certainly going on out here, but more importantly, what's happening He's been trying to assure us of one more thing, an effort to open up the possibility of, of what God might do. He's, he's been telling us of all the things in Jesus Christ that God has done out here so that the Holy Spirit might just do something in here. If you think about it, you put all the pieces together, it all makes sense. He says the one who's come by, by water, he means this font, the place 
where we are assured of the life of God, where we are assured of knowing God, where we are assured of belonging to God and being loved by God. When he says, the one who comes by blood, he means here at this table where we are assured of the light of Christ, assured of knowing Christ, assured of belonging to Christ, assured of being loved by Christ. John wants nothing less for the Holy Spirit alive in our hearts. For him, the Holy Spirit is not some bullhorn shouting from the mountaintop that might be more like a whisper down in the depths of our soul. It's been his hope. It's been his prayer. Oh, he's been praying for us. His prayer has been that we don't just leave these things happening on the outside. They don't matter if they, if they just matter on the outside. Nothing of that matters. It's all happening out here. It only matters if it matters in here. So, so does it matter? Does it matter in here to you? Thank you.